Welcome back to the David Glenn Show, Coach. Welcome. How are you? I'm great. How you guys doing? We're doing great. Tell us uh, who is your guest here today. We're, we're used to seeing like seven-foot yeah. colleagues following you around. That is not the case by all appearances no, this, here. This is my daughter, Haley. Hopefully she's not drinking coffee right now um, while I'm sitting here at the interview. But Haley's an eighth grader, all and, right. uh, you know, her and her sister have made you know, numerous trips to media days, and so she's with me here in Charlotte. What's more cool, Haley, taking Dad to school or joining Dad at an event like this? Have you ever taken him to school? Joining him at an event like this. Yeah. Um, and she's off of school, so I'm sure she really, really enjoys that. Important to clarify, <laughs> she is well-dressed in her Louisville Cardinals sweatshirt. We would expect such things. Before we dive into the league and your team, uh, let me ask you the hot button question of the day. You've been at this long enough to have seen changes in what your athletes get, room, board, tuition, cost of attendance, uh, and even some other tweaks to the system. California has a law that is coming a few right. years down the road. When you think of what's fair and what's workable, do these athletes currently have a fair trade or would a fair trade include the free market ability to take third-party money as part of their college experience? Well, first of all, I, I would tell you that I appreciate you saying that about the NCAA in the very beginning because I think so much gets made of, you know, the NCAA is an evil empire and, and, and they're not doing anything for the student-athlete. And, uh, you know, you recognize the fact that, you know, years ago um, they decided to give them unlimited meals, uh, the cost of attendance, uh, the, the perks that go with being a college athlete. Uh, but I do think times have changed, you know, and I think my thinking has changed. Five, six years ago, I was more of the yoke that, hey, a scholarship was good enough for me. Let's be able to use that and reach your dreams beyond basketball, use it to get an education. Uh, but I do think when you start to think about every power conference has their own TV network, how much money is involved, I do think it makes sense to figure out a way uh, to be able to have athletes capitalize on their name, image, and likeness. Now, what I would tell you is, I'm not uh, an economist. <laughs> I don't know, um, you know, how that looks. And I would hate for, you know, lawmakers and, and, and people that, uh, you know, are, are, are like the governor of California ramrodding this, ramrodding this down uh, the NCAA's throat and making decisions out of haste and really not having the time to figure out the unintended consequences to make sure that, you know, hey, the playing field is as level as it can, as it can be. And, and, and that has to remain in place. What that looks like, I, I'm not smart enough now. I coach basketball. I know flex duck in. I know <laughs> underneath how to bounce play. <laughs> but if you're asking me, do I feel like athletes should capitalize or be able to? Absolutely. I don't know what that looks like. Um, you know, I, if you think about how fast the Condoleezza Rice Commission, you know, wanted to institute these changes to the recruiting calendar, I know it's two different things. It got ramrodded down our throats so quickly, it changed the calendar. I think a lot of kids lost opportunities to be seen because the calendar changed, the recruiting changed. So let's just make sure that what we do uh, is, is fair and equitable for, for schools across the, uh, across the country so that we can best keep the, the collegiate model of being able to you know, have competitive Division I NCAA tournament and the whole nine and a great experience for these guys. Chris Mack is joining us on the David Glenn Show in year one. Uh, he exceeded expectations, at least most people's. 20 wins, sixth place in the ACC, and for what for many was a surprise trip to the NCAA tournament. I don't know if Coach felt that way, but outsiders did not have them predicted quite as highly. All right, 
most teams have a motto, and I invite you to share yours if you've come up with one, but I want you to consider mine as a gift from the outside, all right? Okay. You ready? Yep. This is not a team motto as much as just my thank you to you for sitting down with us at the David Glenn Show. You're young, but your team by NCAA basketball standards is old, and that combination could lead to a run toward the top of the ACC. What do you think? Because you're young compared to these septuagenarians around here. You're young at 49, but old, lots of juniors and seniors. Right. And it just feels like that. That's my magical mix suggested from the there outside, Coach. What do you think? I, you know what? I'll take it. I think <laughs> that any time you can bring back, um, you know, key players from a year ago, especially in 2019, with so many guys one and two and done, that, um, you know, it's, it's very, very unique. I know the grad transfer... Uh, market can make you old in a hurry, but it's not necessarily old in your system, in your style of yeah. play. Uh, sometimes, you know, at the level that you're asking a kid to, 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 to grad transfer to. Uh, so for us, we're, we're excited about the continuity we have from one year to the next with, with player experience, the continuity we have with our coaching staff, and, and now these guys hearing things for the second time through. Uh, and then an infusion of freshmen, which I think as a coach keeps you young and you know, excited to go to practice. Guys are learning, and their trajectory is usually through the roof as freshmen. Uh, so I do think we have a good mix, uh, and I'm hopeful that we're able to be as competitive as people think we're going to be this coming season. There were probably 20 names, Coach, that after the season ended, in one case it was even a prep school signee at NC State who did, never showed up on right. campus. He turned pro. Of the, I'm just throwing out a number of two dozen ACC dudes who were contemplating the next level. It feels like all but one, two, or three actually yep. left. You lived through, and it was really interesting to follow. I invite you to share this experience because it felt like you were just all behind Jordan Wara. Mm -hmm. And if he's a returning all-ACC player, as he turns out to be, right. you're all for it. But I was reading about, like, you taking calls from the airport where it's touch and go, and what does his dad think, and what does Jordan think? And you're just, that must be a weird position. You're either going to be happy for your guy, right? or I imagine you're really happy for all your guys now yeah. that he's decided to stay. What made him sort of the exception, even though he might have been right. an NBA draft pick? Yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, I give the same piece of advice to every guy that, that's going to go through that process, and that is just listen to the NBA. You know, I, I think sometimes from, from the outside in, you think like, oh, what are kids listening to? Who should they listen to? You know, does an agent know? Yeah, here's the thing. Don't listen to Coach Mack. Don't, don't listen to, you know, agents. Don't listen to uh, third parties. Media. The NBA will tell you where you're going to be slotted. That's why you use the undergra and undergraduate advisory committee. Anonymously, they say he's going to be selected in this range. And all the experiences I've ever had, and it's been about 10 kids, Every one of them has been the exact same, and they, they've, they've been true to their mark. In Jordan's case, he said, Coach, I'm not leaving unless I know I'm going to be a first-round pick. And a lot of guys say that, but then when they hear, well, you could be a middle of second round, that's good enough. And I give Jordan and Steven a lot of credit to be able to sort of stick to their guns and know that you know they have a, a lot of opportunity to continue to grow as players and maybe put themselves in a better position a year later. Speaking of growth, we've seen Darius... Perry play yes. at Louisville for two years, one year on, under your leadership. And I believe you said elsewhere at this event, like you see all these individual journeys of young men, right? And he went from doing some of the wrong things to a lot of the yep. right things. 
What all is encapsulated in that on the court attitude, leadership, or otherwise? Yeah, I, I think Darius has matured, you know, quite a bit, David. He just went, he was a guy that was risk reward. You know, for every couple incredible plays he'd make, he'd make some boneheaded decisions. And I think, you know, for Darius, he has to understand, am I the two, am I the one? You know, when I'm the one, I have enough talent around me, guys that can put the ball in the basket, guys that really know how to play. Let's try to put those guys in great position and not, not be as chancy. You know, when I'm the two, I've got to I got to focus a little bit more on being ready to shoot, being able to being able to score, and regardless of what position he plays, offensively, defensively, he has to be a, a nemesis no matter how his game is going on the other end of the floor. And I think he's learned that in the course of time with me, and, you know, with our with our coaching staff, and I'm hopeful that he has a very mature, really improved junior season. Chris Mack is joining us on the David Glenn Show. You inherited a tricky situation, right? After Rick Pitino, we got to know David Padgett a little bit for that one year. And then you had that, I think, overachieving season from a year ago. It feels like you have the brand of Louisville basketball back to where recruits are coming the way Denny Crum had him coming and Coach Pitino had him coming, et cetera. I don't know, you correct, correct my pronunciations if I get any of these wrong, but Samuel Williamson on this year's team. Yeah guys you're not allowed to talk about in right. future recruiting classes how do you do that in such a short period of time when there was some negativity that you inherited but it feels like starting this year man the recruiting floodgates are back open again well it's never final and you know we've had our challenges you know we've missed on guys too uh, but I think the most important thing is making sure that you end up with guys that you feel are the right guys and and not necessarily settling you know Louisville has a lot to offer you know as a program the tradition that Louisville's had, the, 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 the beautiful facility that we have to play in both you know, games and in practice, uh, the ACC, and to me, it's the best basketball conference in the country. Who wouldn't want to play in that league? And so there's, there's a lot to like. The fact is there's a lot more stability than there was a couple of seasons ago. And again, we, we never felt like we've arrived. Uh, I appreciate you saying the same company with Coach Crum and Coach Patino. We got a ways to go before we get there, but uh, we're trying every single day. I may be the only guy in this building whose father and sister are both graduates of St. Joseph's University. And I, I wonder, I don't know Fresh yep. is what the guys call him, right? Fresh Kimball is an incoming guard. I've heard he's been dealing with an injury, so maybe that'll complicate things. But can I, this guy, because of my friends and family, I grew up in Philadelphia, they know the, his story. Yep. And he was not only described as a really good player, you know, 36 minutes a game, yep. but he was described as a leader. Can a fifth-year senior, brand-new dude right. be a leader? Well, I think they have to at the point guard position. I'd also tell you we have great evidence that a year ago, Kristen Cunningham was a phenomenal yeah, leader. Yeah. And so, you know, I think Fresh is a much different player, uh, but he's still that stabilizing force that, that Kristen was. I think he's very conservative in terms of, uh, you know, being very, very airtight with the basketball being a guy that uh, is very fun to play with and gets the ball to the right spot, wants to go out a winner. Uh, he, he was injured when we first got him. David, he's done a phenomenal job with his body. He's through the injury. He's had a great preseason. I look for him to be a big part of our team this year. If I worked for you and you owned a media company and I said, Coach Mack, I'm picking the Cardinals to finish in the top two in the ACC. I'd give you a bonus. If it's, you were, it's okay or am I like unnecessarily raising expectations somehow? I don't know. Well, they're gonna I be, know it's not on your radar, yeah, but it, I just feel something special is cooking. Well, I appreciate that. You know, uh, we, we have to be more than our expectations and we have to be more than people's predictions. And I think as long as our guys 
you know, uh, have that hunger from, you know, losing eight of the last ten that we played a year ago, we got a chance to be pretty good. His name is Chris Mack. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Chris Mack. Thank you, as always, for the time on the David Glenn Show.